All right, guys, this is C.J. Graham, Jason, Friday the 13th. I am so tired of the skeleton crew talking about this everywhere they go. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew exclusively on HorrorBid.com. Here I am. I am joined by the one and only Jamie Jank Sammons. What's up? Oh shit! <laughs> you'll get it by the time by the time the show's done. You'll get it. I sort of got it. <laughs> Jen, isn't your middle name Jen? That's what I was doing. What? I thought your middle name was Jen. That's what I was saying. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah, J- Jamie Jen <laughs> Salmon. That's what I said. Oh yeah. Well, it's not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, you're wrong. Jen doesn't start with a D. That was smooth, though. <laughs> smooth transition. And you just got done hearing him. It is the special guest host, Dan Chase. Hey, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Your special guest host. Isn't that what you were when we did the 12 days of Friday the 13th? And I feel like I haven't progressed any since then. <laughs> yeah. You sound exactly the same as April 2012. No, I've, I've gotten even worse. You went backwards. Okay. And, and speaking of going backwards, who else is here, Alex? <laughs> and speaking of, go, speaking of digressing, we're talking about a movie that also did that. And our other special guest host, Jerry Herring. What's up, buddy, from Kill the Cast? Uh, I'm going by Steve Herring now. Uh, Steve Rhodes Herring now, if you can. Wow. And uh, payment is now sent, Alex. Thanks for having me on. If you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry is my co-host on the Married with Children podcast, which is blowing up. I mean, I can't believe that you don't listen to that show. I can't believe you messaged me and you're like, dude, I just like, it let in like 18 people in the group. And I'm like, dude, I literally just let in 20, <laughs> like at four in the morning. Yep. Guys, if you're not listening to that show, it's your loss. I'm telling you, it really is. Well, Alex, you know what I can't believe? I've done more podcasts with fucking Jerry Herring than I have you guys in the past <laughs> month or two. <laughs> That's fucking frightening. It's like you can't get enough. Dan's <laughs> talking know. about Cut to the Chase, guys. That is his show. He is on fire. It just keeps getting better. It's what everybody, and I haven't been on the, Except the last episode. Yeah, it's why it's the best I heard. But <laughs> hey, I think it's, it's a coincidence. I was on it and I edited it. It was terrible. Yeah. And Jamie's kicking ass on ABCs of Hidden Horror, Evil Episodes, and The Skeleton Crew. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. Now, you know, this show clearly has talked about Friday the 13th uh, plenty. But let's talk about something that we really don't talk about with it, you know? Because normally what all we discuss is really what went on during, you know, on the the movies, you know, uh... We just talk about scenes or stuff like that or who played this or that. But now, let's talk about the state. Oh, duh. This show is about Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. So now, let's talk about the state that Friday the 13th is in at this point, okay? So, you know, uh, a couple years earlier, Jason's dead, so they made him into a zombie, and they brought him back to life for Jason Lives. Then Jason 7... They are really, like, throwing everything at you but the kitchen sink, literally, through teleportation. Through through teleportation is how they're throwing things, Alex. That is... 
Oh, fucking bravo, man. You are you are spectacular at the, the English word. Thank you. What is it called? Wait, what's it called when you control things with your mind? Tele- Telepathy. Oh, did I say teleportation? Listen, I've been watching too much Star Trek. I told you. I made a post about it. That's okay. true in the Friday the 13th game, Alex. Beep. You're mixing the two. Oh. Beam me up, Jason. Beam me up, Jason. Though, to be fair, it does seem like Jason has teleportation powers, especially in Goes to Hell. Uh, actually, in, in Manhattan, he already had it. Yeah. Because that dude ran up the the uh, abandoned building, and Jason was somehow up there, even though he was behind him earlier. Um, so, yeah, so now you got that, and like we just said, then he takes, now it's like, what do we do now? So they, they shipped him literally off to Manhattan. I like it. I thought it was a dumb, fun 80s movie, but, you know, most people don't like that. So... Now they're like, well, this is done. We've, you know. Now what the fuck do we right. do? We yeah. milk this cow for all it's worth. Nowhere to go. They only they only made uh, they made uh, the box office for the for eight was like fifteen million, and it cost them like five million to make it. And they're like, ten million is just not enough to do another movie. Uh, well, this movie I thought made like seven million, so I don't see. And they they thought that was successful. This Jason goes to hell, but. Well, they were also lying to themselves. Uh, yeah. Well, it might have been financially, but, I mean, <laughs> everything else. Hell, motherfucking no. Now, Jamie, you're a little older than all of us, so you you remember this pretty, like, better than we do. Because I was, like, 13 when uh, when this came out, so I don't have any real great memory, but you were, like, probably 18 or something. So, yeah, let's see, because I'm, what, like, 60 now? You're 60 so, now, so you must have been... Wait, I thought you were 74. I thought you were 58. <laughs> well, see, I was 57, but that was a couple years ago. Right. So I'm trying to make it age appropriate. Yeah, 18 cats. <laughs> I'm trying to age myself appropriately. but uh... Yeah, but I thought for every cat you gained, it took off like two years. Well, yeah, that's about right. They do take years off my life. So, yeah. <laughs> Came down, oh, but since then I've lost one. We lost little Gracie, so that I get years back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, I do remember this very vividly, and uh, it's funny because the first time I saw the trailer for this movie, oh damn it, I was thinking about shit. I was thinking about Jason Takes Manhattan because you were just <laughs> talking about you were talking about him having teleportation powers and. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that movie, so I started thinking about that, and um, I got. So when this trailer came out, you were eighty-four. So when this trailer okay. came out, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> really funny. You were in your rocking chair. You were eating. <laughs> you were eating your Werther's originals. Okay, when go I ahead. Did see, real quick, though, when I did see the trailer the, originally for Jason Takes Manhattan, I thought it was fake. Super I thought excited. I was. I, oh. Actually waiting for, I was actually waiting for the bunny to go across the screen. I seriously <laughs> thought it was, I thought it was an Energizer bunny commercial. I was like, so they're wow, they're they're serious about that. <laughs> Jamie's over there, like, man, these Saturday Night Live skits are getting really high production. Yeah. <laughs> when this one came out, I was excited about it because I was always excited about a Friday the Thirteenth. I was just really thrilled because I was always thrilled about a Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And at the time, I hadn't disliked any of them. Like, I even, at the time, I even had enjoyed Manhattan when I saw it originally. It was when I watched it numerous times later on throughout the years that I realized this movie sucks. Um, 
You mean you mistaken it for a bad movie? Oh, yeah, I guess that must have been it. You've come um, to your senses, son. We'll, we'll compromise and say it's so bad it's good. Okay. And well, this, and this, well, no, I, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> this one, wow. I didn't hate it when I first saw it either, which is interesting Ooh. because I, I actually, when I very first saw it, I thought it was cool that the whole thing in the beginning with the FBI agent, I was like, well, that's kind of a neat thing, you know, that she draws him out into the open. I didn't, I don't, I guess I was just very forgiving at the time because I was just excited to be getting another Friday the 13th film. And that's all there, that's all there was to it. Well, but I like I look at how it now. drunk you were in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look at it now. I hate the way he looks. I can't stand that meatball head. Um, I hate the, the fact that it's basically the hidden. Uh, even though Adam Marcus swears up and down he never saw that movie, and I'm calling him a fucking liar because there's just no way. I don't. I mean, it's just I can't. I can't stand it now. Like I just ugh, like we skip right over it. Wow, funny you say that because that's what I was gonna say. That's exactly. Huh. <laughs> that sounds familiar. That's like a familiar tactic. I've heard that before. It is, and everybody knows who is uh, you know really into the skeleton crew that it. You know, our first foyer, whatever, into the podcasting world was doing a Friday Thirteenth retrospective. It was called the Twelve Days. That would be foray, foray. unless you the foyer. Are, not when you walk into a house. Unless you are an entrance hall. <laughs> well, that was our entrance, so it could work. Wait, so the skeleton crew is four gays? We are. Four I was gays. always curious. Okay, yeah, okay, oh, just checking. Well, now that you're here, yes. I was wondering. I was like, when you, I was like, well, I got on the first time, and I just assumed they didn't know. Oh, we knew. But the second time, you'd have to figure it out by now. Oh yeah, yeah. And you have one hell of a beard at home too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's definitely the best Tucker I've seen. Yeah. Now, when we went to review Jason Goes to Hell, uh, as you guys know. We just couldn't do it. It was like a 15-minute show. I was burned out from the first eight Fridays, and I like those. And, you know, we had to do part nine, and at that point, I was just not having it. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And, nope, Dan wasn't really interested either. Mike sort of wanted to, but didn't have that much drive, and that didn't last long. So, as we, uh, you know, finish out the Skeleton Crew on Halloween night 2017, we figured, uh, let's go ahead and... (laughs) Fill in this incomplete little gap throughout our, uh, whatever you call it, library of shows. So, here it is, guys. We're going to give an in-depth look at Jason Goes to Hell for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe it'll be fun to just make fun of it. It's in the same vein as the Jump the Shark shows. So, You know, funny story before we start. I actually got to see Jason Goes to Hell in theaters. My uncle took me, and I am pretty positive he got some really weird fucking looks uh, taking a five-year-old into that movie theater. Well, is it because the five-year-old was upside down on it? His- <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not that part, unfortunately. <laughs> it wasn't because you were watching the movies because you couldn't see it. I just remember when, when we left the theater, like, literally the only thing I remember is asking him where Jason was. Yeah, you, well, you couldn't see him when he after he told you to grab your ankles, right? Yeah, so he's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> Jamie, uh, you liked this in the theater, huh? I seem to recall liking I don't remember having any big beefs with it at the time. I think I thought it was weird hmm. and different, but I don't think I hated it for that. Ooh. I I think I just, well, like I said, I was just like, woo. I mean, 
I don't know. It was uh, I was way more forgiving back then. <laughs> way, way more. The director of this movie is Adam Marcus. A D U M B. The writer. It's written by Jay Hughley and Adam Marcus. The main people: Stephen Freeman. Uh, he's like the nerd lead guy. John Lemay. Jessica Kimball is Carrie. And Kane Hodder returns as Jason Voorhees and a security guard and Freddy Krueger's arm. Yes, believe it or not, on IMDb, you could uh, click Freddy Krueger's arm. It's highlighted, and uh, that's what Kane Hodder played. So he got to play. He's uh, he's like a he, – Freddy's arm is actually part of the Voltron. <laughs> so each part is played by a different person. Oh. People don't know that. Robert England actually only plays the head. <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. Uh, Creighton Duke is played by Steve Williams. And uh, uh, any other worth mentioning people? Uh, believe it or not, the guy, and his name is uh, Creighton Duke. And the other black guy who ended up eating the heart of Jason, he was named Duke in... Rocky Five, so that was weird that they both have, and I think it was it actually came out the same time. Only on Skeleton Crew are you going to get a five degrees of separation from Rocky to Jason. It's amazing, really, how that works. So it's despicable that there is no uncut version on the Blu-ray box set, yet it was uncut for years on DVD. That box set in general is just filled with with like. They did not try. They were like, if we put it in a metal case, people will think it's fantastic. Throw a, a banner in there. People will love it. No one gives a shit about uncut versions of the movies. You know? Well, I think don't give them any special features. Part one's uncut, right? Yeah, like part one, part two, maybe part... No, not part two. There is no... That's the one big problem with that movie. All that footage is lost. Oh, yeah. So in, in part three doesn't have an actual 3D version. Uh, it does. It does, but you have to wear those glasses. But it doesn't have a proper 3D conversion for no. a 3D TV. No. Like, they just cheaped out on every possible thing for that set. Uh, I guess nobody cares because they got the Crystal Lake memories. So that's not really a big deal to have no uh, bonus stuff. And plus, we already got tons of bonus stuff on the DVD box set that came out in 2004, I think. So it's like, you know, at that point, you don't care anymore. But, uh, yeah, I think it's dumb, though, that this is not unrated on that set. So, uh, now, this opening shot is supposed to make you feel like you're watching... Like, you know, when they made the remake and stuff, everybody complains it didn't feel like a Friday the 13th. Do you guys think that the opening shots of this movie and this whole thing with this chick felt like a Friday the 13th movie? Yeah, I'd say a little bit. Not... Until I see Jason. And then I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah, so you did? Jamie, what about you? Did it felt like that too? I think it did at the time. I kind of bought into it when, you know, when we're watching her go to the cabin and then, you know, go into take the shower or whatever. Although I was always distracted by her hair. I hated her hair. And I don't like those, like, oh, really high up, those really high up panties. Yeah, I think it makes her ass look long. But she's pretty banging, though. I mean, she's she's a hot chick. It's just I didn't like her hair. But 
anyway, I yeah, I bought into it, and so the the when it like the first time I watched it, I actually thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, all right, well they got him. I thought it was awesome, dude. I think it was the only good part of the movie, clearly. But uh, like, here's the thing with this whole fucking movie from beginning to end. Uh, Adam Marcus, that's his name, right? He wanted to do something different. And he just took it way too fucking far. <laughs> and it's like, you don't you don't fault him coming off of part eight. But at the same time, it's like when you try and do something too different and it doesn't resemble anything of the fucking previous franchise at all. Like, this isn't even a slasher movie, really. It's just like, you, you got to try and figure out, fuck, okay, now he's in this body. It's a whole different sci-fi element. I mean, even look at the end. The endings, fuck it, we'll, we'll get there, obviously. But the beginning, dude, is is great. But where do you go from that? You blew your wad in the first fucking 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it was, you know? Well, he I set mean, up was... an asinine, like, entire right. plot here. I mean, the whole point of killing Jason is, like, we're supposed to be like, okay, so where are we going from here? And that's when we're going to introduce something to you guys. It's going to blow your minds. Uh, you might no, not. That was the fucking worst <laughs> reveal ever. Like, I know how to kill him. But I'm not telling you unless me unless you pay me. Okay, I get that. Right. You're kind of a jerk, but I get that. And then like when you finally reveal it, I'm like, really, motherfucker? Yeah. Really? The first time I hear I'm like I hear her say that, I'm just like, so you're telling me that she had a, a daughter and she just literally was like, Well, fuck her, my son's dead. I'm doing everything from him now and fuck everyone else in my family in this nice ass house and all this shit. Yeah, it would be the other way around. You you fucking take the mongoloid and you hide him away. You put you put his ass up for a dog. Yeah, right. her. I'm like, you're gonna be an actress right. and you're gonna be famous. We're gonna do so many good things with you. Yeah, you're gonna bring money into this house. You're gonna be on Buck Rogers. <laughs> well, what they did is they did psychology. It was a psychology trick. And silver spoons. <laughs> <laughs> what what the psychological trick was that Adam Marcus tried to pull on everybody. He presented it like this. He, so Creighton Duke, you know, presents this whole idea that I know how to kill Jason, but the only way that you're going to find out is if you pay me. So he put this high price on it. So it's it's they're setting up like it's a huge big deal to find mm. this out. So when he finally has this odd like gay hand fondling moment with this guy in jail, which is very odd the way he's just kind of fondling his hands for like the first three minutes before he starts. And the guy just lets him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd rather you just start breaking him as soon as I put it through the bar. <laughs> and that's only the, the first fucking gay moment. <laughs> right. in this movie. It's a few. I was waiting for him to just be like, you want me to show you a trick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just didn't understand what was happening here. So, uh, so now after he breaks this guy's hands, we're supposed to be so, blown away by that and cringing and then when he finally tells you that that he's going to tell you without paying we're supposed to feel so relieved that oh good we're finally going to get this information that we'll be so thankful that we're just getting it that we're not going to really sit there and be like what the fuck are you talking about like that was the psychological trick that is supposed to help us absorb this information better yeah, but it's also like, I'm not going to make you pay money, but you're going to pay. Because he's literally like, I hope you're ready to pay. And it's like, pay with what? What, what? Do you, what do you want from me? With my dick. You're literally just guys. <laughs> can, can you clarify this for me? I still cannot, like, I, I tried to, like, 
go, I watched this scene like three times. I'm like, did I miss something? Why did he break his hand? Like, I'm so confused as to why. Oh, so is the director because the director forgot about it for most of the rest of the movie. Oh, God. Dude, yeah, exactly. Well, that too. Well, the only thing I could think of is if the guy was like, dude, this dude just broke my hand and then he grabbed, you know, he grabbed the cop by the neck, almost like a distraction. Even then, you don't need to fucking actually do it. You could just yeah, fake him. That's the only explanation I could think of, though. Like, why? Uh, well, why? that was, in, in his odd way, that was payment. Like, although he gets actually right. nothing out of it. Like, you're right. I mean, it's stupid. No, he's just a, he's a sadistic bastard. I guess But so. you remember last episode during the Jump the Shark thing when I was talking about how movies, that they piss me off when they break bones and then people get up and start mm-hmm. right. doing whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Physics or physics. Yeah. This is the movie that I was actually thinking about when I said yeah. that, when I was like, <laughs> things just won't work. Like, you know, you break your fingers, they're not going to work. No, and don't worry, uh, Jamie. he has no problem. It was, it was, at, there's actually a deleted scene where it, they were just popping his knuckles really loud and he was actually just really worried about getting arthritis. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know what I love is that John LeMay himself calls out that point. Yeah, uh, he actually you can tell he was he does not really like this film. Like he says things no. like I, by the time we got done with it, I was surprised at all that it made any sense. <laughs> uh, you know, we had it. We got this hodgepodge of a script. Uh, I mean, like he just you can tell he did not really like this. And and he even said uh, a Jason movie should have Jason in it. Yes. And he's he understood why fans were upset. Yeah. If anybody bought the Jason uh uh, X DVD back in 2002 or whatever, uh, you all had this bonus thing. And at that time, it was a big deal to get any bonus features because it wasn't like that abundance. So I, I remember watching this feature at like three or four times or maybe more because I was just so desperate to do something besides just watch the movies again. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I remember Adam Marcus at that time, he's already, he's, he's already defending this piece of shit. Uh, like yeah. almost 10 years later and he's like uh, I wanted it to be a prize so that when you got Jason again it was like a prize and it's like uh, that's when I put the movies on you know I miss him yeah he's a liar right he also said he put the naked cop in there so that you know these movies always have naked women in them I wanted the ladies to have something right. to look at like that right. guy I think he, really? yeah, he wanted something to look at you're a liar. I wanted to be so different, dude. Every aspect. I just wanted to do something different. I want, you know, and then, oh, this is the first fucking film that they, there's not a final girl. It's a final guy. Fuck out of here, dude. Like, he, everything, he just got to go against the grain, doesn't he? And it just sucked, dude. Like, he, what was he, like 14 when he made this movie? 23. Exactly. He was like a fucking 12-year-old fucking kid, and somebody somewhere along the line gave him this fucking money because of a what a, a, a fucking student film that he made. Good for you, dude, but yeah. this movie sucks ass. It, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's not even a final girl or a final guy. It's a final couple who, right. who don't even like each other. Yeah, when she tried to kill you earlier, <laughs> if you forgot, and you were you turned down free pussy to go to some other lady's house. <laughs> Who got killed for her? Like, his character in general makes no sense as to why he's doing anything in this movie. I well, have dude, no clue what his motivation is. Dude, let's just ask this question. Are there any characters even in this movie that are likable? Like, uh, really? Just Duke, I guess, right? 
And that's and that's borderline. I have to sit here with Duke and just go, how did he learn all this knowledge about Jason? Like, right. it seems like a guy just sat around with, in a tinfoil hat, made a bunch of fucking guesses, <laughs> and somehow lucked out and was right. Nah, man, fucking Rob the Jason Hunter told him. <laughs> I want to know how he learned it all while he was simultaneously all hooked up with the Cult of Thorn. <laughs> yeah, and how, right. and did he know that the Necronomicon was involved? Are him and Ash friends or not? I need to know. Is there, like, does Ash and Duke hook up with the with the Winchester boys and they all, like, get together and, and go, hey, have you heard this myth about this guy named Jason? Duke's like, no, tell me. He finds out, and now he's the expert, quote-unquote, just because he's the only guy in town. Right, and supposedly Jason has been doing this. Like, Duke knows that Jason's been body hopping. I'm sorry. At what point between never hearing from him after he drowned to this movie did he ever do this? We find out all these movies later and years later that Jason has a sister. I can can explain to you. He actually wasn't body hopping. Uh, so what happened is Jason <laughs> 1 through 4 had no supernatural abilities. He was just mongoloid stupid and didn't feel pain. Uh, hey. Then, uh, Not you, Dan. You're just stupid. Uh, oh, and then okay. in 6, he doesn't actually come back to life like Frankenstein's monster with electricity. That is just a pure coincidence. That was the demon coming back from the the grave and taking over Jason's body which just happened to be there coincidentally and happened to get struck by lightning while someone else was happening in a serial killer's body. That's just all pure coincidence. And you would know this if you had your tinfoil hat, Alex. Well, why didn't he try to make out with Tommy in part six and swap the world? Because Tommy would have liked that in that movie. Because yeah, Tommy wasn't a Voorhees. He has to stay <laughs> in a Voorhees body because that was the first body he ever possessed. When this chick turns the light on in the beginning when she's luring Jason... And this bulb has this amazing pop of a bubble burn out, which I've never seen in my life. Why would she go outside to a shed for a light bulb? Like, why don't you just walk two feet to the next room and turn that light on? Like, why is that that one light bulb so important? I have always said the same thing. Like, that's the only light bulb on the whole place down there? You are just arriving at this place in the middle of the night. Are you really going to do that right now? Uh, Well, yes, because, you know, the CIA has intelligence on how Jason acts, and they all know that Jason would prefer it in a tool shed, so they got to get his attention with the tool shed, tease him a little bit, then bring him into the house. And then she has to Gordon herself off a fucking uh, railing. No, he killed one person in a tool shed. It was that pig face girl in part seven. But he gets really turned on by that pig-faced girl, and he wanted to... The CIA knows this, okay? The government knows what they're doing, Alex. Don't uh, he, question them. He killed the Chinese kid, too, in the remake. In the, uh, yeah. In the- oh, well, that was after, though. Well, right, right, exactly. Yeah, well, and by the way, speaking of that beginning scene, I think coming down the trees, coming in a little too fucking hot on ropes was just a little too much, don't you guys think? It was a cool image. I like it. It's fucking badass. That was a little too much. Even though you know Jason's indestructible, basically, I think that was a little much. I stood up and started saying the Pledge of Allegiance as soon as it started happening. <laughs> exactly. What, what do you guys think of the whole, uh, like, self-referential type thing where – we're going to lure Jace out because he's such a fucking typical asswipe that we all know is what he does. So we could just send somebody in there and we'll get him over here. Like he's that predictable, like to the point where it's a, jo- it's a joke or something like 
Like, why well, did it take till till after he came to New York for a little bit for the government to step in and be like, you know what, maybe right, we should I'll, handle this guy? Well, and that's the way I go with it. I go the opposite way with what Jerry just said. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do this a long time ago. I mean, you you look at what happened after part six. That that involved the most people, right? I mean, because part seven was just basically one family, a couple people. But, you know, the but part uh, six had all the cops, the town involved or whatever. You'd figure they'd fucking handle that shit back then. But... Uh, but I guess not. But then again, they thought he well, no, because if they thought he was dead at the bottom of the lake, too, they still would have fucking done something about it. Like, no, they left him there. Here's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> someone's got to remake a report of how all these people are dead. And at no point is is the FBI, who at this point has to look at that as either a serial killer or a mass murderer, <laughs> has to go, OK, well, where's the guy? at? Oh, he's just hanging on a chain at the bottom he's of the lake. <laughs> we don't. Well, we need to go down there and get him. Nah, it'll be okay, guys. That's money with that we're not going to spend. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, literally, your first four movies, if they are in the same timeline, which I like to think they are, they are. that's a serial killer. That is FBI. It's FBI gets involved after, like, three bodies, and this is a guy who's done, like, basically a mass murder event three times in a row, and by the fourth movie... Y'all still ain't getting involved? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Five, you get a copycat, and you're still not getting involved? Yeah, it's just, it's insane. I mean, the only thing you could say is that they thought he was dead after three. That's that's the only thing you have going for that, because why would they get involved if they think he's dead? I, I just don't understand. He's dead, but they don't have a body. No, they had a body. He was. In, they thought he was in the freezer thing. But no one finalized that paperwork. Well, they got killed. Oh, that he escaped. Just, oh, yeah, but I'm right. my, I'm saying the FBI would follow up on shit like this. Yeah. Right, you would think. Yeah. I just don't understand how Duke knows more about Jason than all of us who've seen all these movies 30 times each. Like, how does he know? Why is anyone telling us anything we don't know about Jason? That just doesn't make because sense. Because it was in the script, that's why. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got contacted from Fox Mulder. <laughs> on, on what was going on. See, that's the problem. This movie just has a lot of deleted scenes where you see Duke hit. This is a universe movie. It's in the X-Files universe, the Supernatural universe. Uh, actually, it's a new life movie, Jerry. No, not universal, you <laughs> dumbass. Jesus. It's universal I mean, But that's we don't know. That's how Duke knows all of this. Yeah, he Van Helsing called him and was like, hey, look, you got to fucking stab him through the heart, but just not with a stake. Yeah, like where they get that thing from? Yeah, the dagger. Yeah, that's just laying around somewhere. Like, oh, dude, they could have done so much with so many aspects. Even that beginning scene with, like we just said, the FBI. Dude, you could even make a whole fucking movie about that and and kind of lead up to it I a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But and I, I I know like it's a great way to start your movie. Yeah, no, we got it. But at the same time, if you blow your wad and then you got nowhere to go, literally, I'll be honest with you. When, the only good part about this fucking movie is the fact that I've hated it for so many years that I haven't bothered to watch it that I actually had expectations watching it again. They're like, well, you know, maybe all these years later I missed something. Maybe I see it in a different way. Yeah, and when the music came in, I was like, oh, there's that Friday the 13th music. We have her. Oh, never mind. Oh, this music, Jamie. How annoying is this music? Oh, it's like... Right? There's a couple cues that are good, but isn't it, like, so, like, in your face? Too over the top. Yeah, it is. But had Manfredini come back at this point, or did he come back at 10? I think he came for this. Yeah, okay. I thought so. 
And that kind of uh, surprises me. That That's a big thing, Jamie. I'm glad you said that. Manfredini, if he came back, Sean Cunningham came back to write this, correct? Like, they got everybody back to do this, and it was such a fucking horrible disaster, dude. Like, I don't... Do you guys really know, like, too many people that, like, defend this movie? Like, that that's the thing, too. Like, there's there's good, bad, you know? Like, it's so bad, it's good. But it's like, this is just... It, the execution is just so horrible, dude. Like, I'm watching it, and I gotta be honest with you, I almost fucking turned it off a couple times. I was like, what am I, what? This is not a Friday the 13th movie. This is no, ridiculous. No, it's not. It's not. Nobody's gonna touch that fucking ray of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I think just Adam Marcus and JP defend it. I don't think anybody else does. Uh, David used to defend it, uh, Anders, uh, he actually liked watching it, but he liked it on a this is fucking ridiculous scale, you know? Okay. Um, like, he never actually thought it was a good movie. Like Final Destination 4? <laughs> like, that's insanely fun to watch to me. Sean Cunningham ruined a lot of this. He's one of the problems of this movie because he was against having the hockey mask in there. And he. Oh, yeah, he wanted that. That makes me out. nuts. That makes me nuts. It's like, what do you think? What the fuck do you think people come for? They come for Jason. That's what they come for. Right. And he he also kind of, in this Chris Lake Memories, talks about the other movies as if they're all shitty. Like, he's like, you know, the reason he's like, uh, I haven't been involved with these movies because they made the same movie over and over and over. Meanwhile, like, they're showing clips of all, like, these, the greatest horror movies, which is, you right. know, one through four or whatever. And then, and then, of course, they show the other ones. But, like... He's talking as if he's has the right idea here, and all those are shitty. And I think, right. you know, of course I'm thankful he created something that changed my life and stuff like that, I guess. But I think he's just jealous that he had nothing to do with the hockey mask. And he had nothing to do with the greatest aspects of this whole entire thing, you know. Like, uh, it really picked up at 2, 3, and 4, and he was just the guy who sort of got the whole thing going but missed out on the peak. So I think he has some kind of weird, like, sour grapes thing going on. I would, too, though. I mean, I would, and I would try everything in my power to, you know, try and, and get back to something good again. Like, you don't fault him for that, but it ended up, like, being, like, like I said, like, they just tried way too fucking hard, and it just ended up being... Hey, but here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't even blame them. Everybody was so sick of it at this point, right? Like, just, okay, it's the same old, same, same old thing, same old thing. And then you create something different, but it's too different. Like, oh, no, no, we want this. But that that's just fucking horror fans in general. They've been that way forever. Give us something new. Give us something new. Give them something new. And they're like, give us the old shit. Well, well, look how they react to the Star Wars. You give them the same exact formula. Give them all the yeah. people they love, supposedly, and they could bitch about the whole fucking movie. You can't be. You can't please anybody. Like what they really want is the same movies just replayed in theaters again. Well, the thing is, I don't right. think any actual Friday the Thirteenth fans ever complained that it was the same stuff over and over again. Those are the people who don't like the movies who say shit like that. Never have I ever said I'm so tired of Jason doing the same shit over and over. No, that's what he's supposed to do. That's <laughs> right. what I want to see him do. I want to see kids show up. Some of them hot, some of them not, some of them annoying, whatever. And, you know, some boobs, hopefully, sometimes not. But he shows up 
and they get killed and hopefully we get to see the gore. That's what that's what I want from a Friday the 13th movie. And as long as you give me that, I'm okay. And as long as you give me that with Jason, I'm okay. Um, Not with, you know, random autopsy guy. I I don't don't want any of that, Jamie. I want something new. I want a black guy who's possessed by Jason (laughs) Demon Rat shaving a white man. (laughs) That's what I want. Okay. Well, then that's what you got. Then Adam I want to see is like your dream god. Like he's like the best director in the world. I want to see people possessed by Jason making out with other people. <laughs> That's what I want. I want new slipping him a huge tongue. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight: Old and Busted. I want new hotness. <laughs> Old and busted. I want to see someone make make. A sequel who actually gives a damn about the series and its fans and or yeah. its fans. This guy just wanted to slap everyone in the face with his cock. <laughs> you know what would have made this movie in the better? the form of that worm. Here's the thing. We want something new with Jason, but we just want something small like Jason in the snow. Give us Jason, Jason in the wintertime. Well, let's give us that. I want to see I want to see some some erect nipples and some blood on on white snow. That's all I want. Right. That, right. Actually, there, that has been done in a in a fan film. No, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm no, not talking about you and Brian's homemade video. No, <laughs> okay. no, no. There's a lot of white no. going. That's not snow, though. Uh, no, but okay, Jamie. I see what you're saying, though. I just thought at this point in the game, though, when they when they take him out of Crystal Lake and you know they put him in Manhattan or whatever. Um, you, you, you got to think of a new way to do it, right? And I think location is everything. But first of all, I think that you could make Friday the 13th movies forever and have them be like the first four or even, even you know, the first uh, eight or whatever and keep doing those type of movies and just change it, n- new characters, change out. Like, I think you could make those movies till the end of time and people would still watch them and, and I would love them as well. But I just thought that the state of horror at this point was basically like, eh, slashers are kind of played out at this point like give us something new oh, yeah let's not forget that there's the 90s right that's what i'm oh, saying we What's didn't that? even really think about that so let's think of this again now if you were going to make a jason movie and the whole slasher craze is dead and buried what would you do would you just not make this because the whole it's time has passed or if you did what changes would you make to have it keep up with what's going on today I, I think if you're trying to think progressively like that, you're fucking doomed to fail. I say that do do what what do what's worked before and just put your own twist on it. Don't fucking twist the living shit out of it like they fucking like he punches that bitch and her head spins around. Don't twist it like that. Cause then you get to the part you get to the point where we're making fun of it all these years later and it's fucking ridiculous, dude. And it has no redeemable qualities. Like in my, eye, well, you know, like there's two, the beginning and the end, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about like, let's say something positive here. Beginning and the end. <laughs> yeah. No, I do like the mirror thing because Jason has had a mirror thing throughout the series or at least one time, I think in eight, he had a mirror thing. Dude. Like, and I do kind of like the idea to when you see Jason in the mirror, you actually see jason which is like because you that is so stupid no vampires don't see themselves in the mirror because they have no soul gingers don't see themselves in the mirror because they have no soul jason how do you shave no i can't it just grows in all fucked up uh trailer park like this i can't do anything about it uh but 
Jason has so much soul that not Does only can he play all white trashy oh. like that. <laughs> but Jason has soul, so he can see, you see his true soul through the mirror because a mirror is the gateway to the soul. Or is that a camera? One of the two. Well, then, well, then his soul it's is your eyes. Your it's eyes are the windows to your soul. Here's the thing. You're completely wrong because <laughs> the logistics of this mirror thing are so fucking whack. Now, okay, so a black man eats a heart of Jason whose body seemingly doesn't matter, right? So Okay, I'm you, yep. Okay, so now this these orange uh fireflies or whatever sink into his chest. So now he is supposedly Jason, whether it it's apparently not a worm anymore. It's just his heart and these things. So no worm entered this guy. Well, you've heard of heartworms, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so he has heartworm, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> that's what happens when you eat meat that's not cooked, which he did. So <laughs> so now Jason supposedly his essence or whatever is in this guy. So his must. Why and this makes no sense too with the ending with after this 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 worm becomes a half or whatever and goes inside this dead chick's twat then is reborn <laughs> and he jumps now he's able to jump eight feet through a floor apparently so for that instance and the mirror why would Jason look anything like he looked when they blew him up or anything he looked prior? Why is he wearing exactly the same clothes with the same rips and the same mask with the same overgrown skin? What the fuck? How is that even in any way logical whatsoever? Well, because because yeah. aliens, okay? Well, okay, right. <laughs> but but more importantly though, Alex, okay, if that is true and he can see himself or whatever, uh, like you pointed out the other day, shouldn't his movements at least be the same? Like, oh, should that continuity at least be on? Because when you when when you added something like that, and he fucking looks up and oh. he's just staring at you, that doesn't oh. make any sense. That fucking that was... takes away all credit. To be to be fair, we have a first time director who doesn't know how to do like hints subtle or proper or direct a film or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. he has to do it in this terrible way. Look, you asked for a positive. I'm just trying but to. Robert ride Eggers pants. was a first time director. And uh, there was that. There was, and we got the witch. So, but I don't like the witch. I don't think that's an excuse. Flanagan was once a first-time director, and he's been knocking it out of the park for years. This guy was just a hack. Yeah, he's he's like, what the hell has he done since? Well, Um, what Dan's referring to is that (laughs) that the the homoerotic guy who got his mustache shaved. Uh, he he goes over a mirror and then he's looking down at the floor and yet we see his reflection as it's Jason and he looks up and yet the whole time this happening Jason's head is just looking straight ahead like they didn't direct Kane Hodder to follow the same head movements even though he's supposed to be looking at himself as Jason in the mirror so and how does how does Jason know how to shave anybody have we ever seen him shave yeah, how, like, and he's so good at it well Michael Myers didn't know how to drive a car Adam Green showed him. yeah it's just so stupid well and why would he like i don't get okay first of all when he body jumped because he's different adam marcus is different no i know but when he when the morgue attendant ate the heart he didn't shave his mustache first (laughs) you know i i don't understand why he had to shave himself or shave the guy except for we got that little scene you know 
Well, it was hot. It was for the ladies. Well, no, Jason was still mad about Axel, dude. Of how Axel was fucking getting so much ass that he uh, that that he carried it over to this movie. He, Jamie, how much did you cringe and Dan too, obviously, when they dropped a fucking Jaws reference in here? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh my god, I'll give you, I'll give you the machete, the mask, the whole damn thing. Yep. Yeah. Please do not reference us. That's what Jaws is saying as it's rolling over in his grave. What's the rule? Don't ever reference a better movie in your shitty movie. Yes. Yeah. And don't, and there's another one too, don't show a better movie in your movie, <laughs> which is what everyone does because everyone shows like Night of the Living Dead because it's, uh, it's uh, public free. Domain. Yeah, public domain. Right. Um, it's public domain, so they always use that one and it's always in a shitty movie. And they don't, don't, don't do that. Well, not Halloween too. Because then all I'm thinking about the whole time is how I want to be watching that movie. So when you reference Jaws in your movie, then all I'm thinking about is, damn, I could be watching Jaws. <laughs> right. Well, hey, and I think this speaks to the movie itself, too, and, and how much of a shitty movie that it is, where in some movies, um, you know, the name references are really charming. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. Even if they are very much so on the nose. It's like, oh, I get it. Like, I like that. In a movie like this, it just fucking pisses me off, dude. How they're dropping fucking Dr. Cunningham this, fucking, you know, Mr. Hodder, whatever the fuck they use. There's like a million of them, dude. Everybody's fucking name is either a horror icon or an actor or whatever, dude. And it's so obnoxious. Like I said, some movies, it could be nice, but this one, it just fucking infuriated me. I think I figured out the kissing thing. I meant the shaving thing. The reason reason he shaved that one guy is because... Jason died as a kid, and so he doesn't want to make out with anyone who has hair. So he has to shave that one guy. He doesn't have to shave the guy later on because that dude didn't have facial hair. <laughs> what? Are you Michael J? Are we having a Michael J attack? Do you like this movie? Huh, no, I fucking hate it, but Alex <laughs> okay, was like, let's I'm talk about wondering. something good. So I'm trying dude, to. Dude, that was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but okay, like, uh, there is one funny line in this movie. Where he's like, I've got a gun. Fuck that, I've got a gun. That, that was, was funny. funny. Okay. Yeah, that I like that. Um, well, the melting scene was cool. The kill was obviously the greatest part of the movie, which is not in the fucking bo- Blu-ray box set. The, oh, the, the oh. tent kill, me? The tent the kill, kill is, amazing. is the... Mm-hmm. The tent kill is the best thing about this movie, and it wasn't even supposed to be in the goddamn movie. It was mm-hmm. an afterthought. Because they realized, oh, fuck, this movie sucks. We <laughs> Yeah. In here, <laughs> uh, yo, when Steve jumped out of those handcuffs, like when he jumped out of the hair, did any of y'all expect to do that? When I saw that, shit, I was like, How the f- where, where did that come from? I can't do that. Yeah, he's been watching too many kid and play videos. I thought yeah. it was hot though. <laughs> and did anyone else think that Dan is also the kind of guy that would hide the body and then fuck her daughter? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, I'd be disappointed if he didn't, exactly. I, I literally, yeah. I don't think I can make up any more shit to, to even make this movie make any sense. Like, how did she stab to his sternum? Through Jason's sternum. <laughs> Does that knife have, like, magic abilities to make well, sternum, clearly. like, What? Why does Creighton reference the hot dog through a donut thing when he, when the guy, I mean, I don't get what, how that, what, all right, when he's like Jason Voorhees and he's like, I picture a little girl in a pink dress. Yeah, that was weird. Stuffing a hot dog through a donut. Through a donut. And I'm like, why? 
I mean, I are know. you just is he just fucking with the guy, you know, or it, is that really what make what it makes him think of? Because if so, someone get him some help. Right. Um, yeah, that was so random. The fact that Jason, you know, kills teenagers yeah. in premarital sex, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But but believe me, like Jerry said, I'm not defending it. I'm just trying to find any. Literally, yeah, that's all we're doing. Find. But you're right. That was so weird. I Dude, I had to, I rewound that part. I go, did I just hear that correctly? Because I heard it and I was like, well, maybe I missed something right before it where it kind of, you know, like <laughs> explains. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing. Just, just awkwardness. I was why? awkward sitting by myself watching it. Why did, why did Jason pass out after like killing everyone at the, the, the fucking uh, diner? He just like passes out so they can get away with their two notes because they show the note and it's written one way and then they show it again and it's written a completely different way. <laughs> really? The next like, yeah, if you look at the note on the wall and then look at the note in their hand, it's written. Yeah, I noticed that. Fucking oh. different. And I was just like, well, hold up. But and like, I'm like, is that trying to make me forget that Jason just passed out for no reason? Why? He just took a nap out of nowhere. Why does <laughs> well, Steve? You know, I always pay attention to notes and chalkboards and stuff like that. Ever since when Harry met Sally... When they're playing the uh, when they're playing picture uh, like Pictionary, there's a scene where like the drawings change between shots, and then in Billy Madison, um, when he writes Phil Rerudo on the on the chalkboard, that changes. <laughs> not a word. It's a his name. Hand, his handwriting changes. Well, why does Steven come back to that burger place after he escapes from jail? He he goes there. He randomly goes in the back area, and then that weird fucking like inbred kid walks out there and he hands him his car keys like why was steve there and then and then later like in the baby's right there but then later on when they show up to try to get the baby they're like fuck no y'all aren't getting the baby <laughs> like i expected this entire movie needs to have an overdubbed narrative where okay. just uh duke is explaining to us all the shit that he has of hidden knowledge of why this movie's making sense because literally all duke does in this movie is Push the plot forward by saying shit that we don't understand where he got the yeah, knowledge wait, from. Wait, and why does Duke surely land himself in jail? Like, what was the purpose of that? Like, because he's a badass. He had to pull that dick out. But thank God Steve ended up in jail because then what? Like, if he was locked up, then what? Jason would have just killed Diana and the, and the daughter? Like, Thank God this all fucking worked out perfectly for you guys. <laughs> yeah, things really fell into place, didn't it? Yeah, like he's at a diner. He goes to tell Diana Voorhees, you know who you are, you know that he's not dead, blah, blah. And he could have just went back to his house after that. But no, he tells the sheriff, yeah, I'll fuck that bitch or whatever. Like, I don't even know what he said to get arrested. But he just gets arrested for absolutely no reason. Then he's in jail and happens to this other guy happens to go to jail for everything's bad what's good the the lighting in this movie is horrible you can't yeah. see anything the cinematography the acting is over the casting is so bland like could you get any more bland like does anybody stick out as a personality in this movie no. Dude, oh. every time you and Jerry mention Steve, I just mentioned that you're talking about Steve unmarried with children, <laughs> and I'm inserting that character into this just to try and make it more memorable in my mind because I hate that lead character so much, dude. Like, that guy sucks so bad, and that was, like, their shining light in in, in with the production starting. They were like, oh, let's get this guy because he was from the Friday the, 13th, right. Friday the 13th series, right? Oh, yeah, let's get that guy. Like, first of all, 
is Friday the 13th of the series like really something that you look at like I gotta get those actors from that like I'm I'm assuming that they're all shitty TV actors on there maybe not shitty but you know TV actors they're all in TV general. actors yeah exactly so it's like yeah let's get that guy oh he's our fucking man dude that guy sucked and like you said Jerry earlier it's not necessarily just like a leading guy it is a couple or whatever but like that guy had a bunch of scenes and in those fucking scenes every single time I'm like is this fucking movie for real with casting this guy like what are they yeah he's thinking? like rolling around in the backyard with Jason at the end that was weird he's and they, they're like every connection we get to a person like literally we get like one line that apparently is supposed to explain their backstory <laughs> but I never connect with any fucking person like I'm looking for things to entertain me. I remember like when Jason gets stabbed at the end, I was like, who gives a shit? But then you hear that shitty, like, Kmart Jaws roar that's not even good enough for Jaws of Revenge oh, happen. And I'm like, was that, like, Jaws 5 roar? What was that? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Jason is one loud motherfucker in this movie, by the way. Every time he's Jason, he's fucking going at it. And, uh, oh, and Adam Marcus was very proud that that was him doing the uh, the voice, too. Dude, shut up. Like, just just shut up. Yeah, if Don't I were be... him, I'd be like, oh, I have no idea who did that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even direct the movie. It was like my twin brother. <laughs> we just had the same name. Now, here's a question. Uh, Jerry put up Silence, Silence of the Lambs against uh, Seven. Let's put this fucking shitstorm up against uh, what's the what's the really shitty uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, see, every, all of them? Everyone after three? Where they use the ploy of bringing in a daughter... Um, like in the ninth entry of this. Freddy's Dead. Yes, correct. Which one's worse? And then let's compare it to Halloween 6. I'll, I'll take Halloween 6. <laughs> I will take, I will. Well, do, yeah, Halloween 6 because they both have the man in black. Yeah. <laughs> True. Or Here one has a black man. Man in black. Duke versus Win. Uh, <laughs> I think Win's going to lose. Well, what kills me is that <laughs> even after all these years and after all the hate and all of this crap, Adam Marcus still tries to defend right. everything he did. I mean, I, right. if I were him, I'd be like, look, I was fresh out of film school. I fucked <laughs> up. You know, right. I fucked up. I'm sorry, you guys. I heard he defends this on, like, uh, on the internet still. Like, he'll argue with people in Friday. I was, that's funny. I was actually just thinking, I wonder if, like, he, he surfs the internet looking for people bashing on this movie. And then I was like, I wonder if he's going to, like, find this and then listen to it and then you know oh please dude hear all of it and then i was like well and then that's actually what led me to my why are you defending this movie <laughs> just <laughs> just admit it you know you were young it's okay you were fresh out of film school you were trying to do something cool i get it like you wanted to make you wanted to make a difference because everybody <laughs> who's fresh out of school thinks they they know more than everybody that They're, precedes them. Yes, well, and that is hey not guys. just filmmakers. That is across the board. Well, and... I have a revelation here, though, Jamie. This is big. This is very big. Now, I just found out Adam Marcus was the writer on Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm talking Fuck self me. I like that movie. I, Dan, I was literally looking on IMDb, and I was waiting for a second to bring that up. Dude. When you I, did like, it. 
but but that automatically makes me think of like when we we reviewed that like how dumbfounded we were the fact that there were cell phones in the fucking 60s or 70s rather like (laughs) it doesn't make like what like they they got iphones and shit like literally makes no sense oh wait didn't that guy have a cell phone in this movie too that yes yes the news anchor guy did they have cell phones in 93 it was even smaller than a zach morris cell phone so how did he get that Right. I do think they were around then. Jamie, were they around then? then? Did you have one? Did you have a beeper? I had a I had a beeper, yeah. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. And uh that well that was funny because um I went to the high school that I went to, they were all very everyone was very sheltered and very white bread and they assumed that if you had if you had a beeper and you weren't their father who was a doctor, then you must automatically be a drug dealer. That was <laughs> that right. was the assumption. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, I was neither anyone's father, doctor, or, nor was I a drug dealer. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know the original concept for this movie was Jason goes to L.A. and it was supposed to be two rival gangs would be fighting. And when Jason showed up, he would start murdering them. And it would force them to band together to defeat Jason. You know what? I like both Leprechaun and the Hood movies. I'd watch it. I'd watch that over this. I'd watch that. I, that sounds pretty good compared like, to this. It's like that weird death wish when he's going against those weird gangs. Like, uh, what was the really weird death wish where uh, they were like punkers or like something? Do you remember that? Do you guys ever see those movies? Or no? Uh, Trancers 2. Oh, I'm just kidding. I know Eli Roth just remade Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Dan, you know how you said like That's everything right, yeah. in this movie is is something else? The jungle gym in front of the Voorhees house was also used in the birds. <laughs> really? <laughs> Another movie better than this. Oh my god, like uh the crate in the basement is from the crate from Creep Show. Well yeah. I mean that was that that was that and you already mentioned the Necronomicon. Yeah. How about uh, Tony Todd was supposed to be Creighton Duke, but he lost out to Steve Williams. Well, they fucked up. Um, I would have probably enjoyed it more if it did have Tony Todd in it. They, yeah. They stole. They stole that Necronomicon prop. It's the actual one. They they took it and used it without permission and without paying Tom <laughs> Sullivan. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude. Do you fuck. guys? Do Do you remember what he said? His his idea was for Freddy versus Jason. Um, Adam Marcus, he's like, I wanted to like him, them to both be hell's assassins. And then the devil would make a deal with him and be like, you know, okay, whoever wins this gets to stay on earth and be hell's assassin. And I'm like, yeah, that is the lamest fucking is it, thing. <laughs> isn't that just spawn? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like this? Literally. He just stole the idea from spawn. Just like this is the hidden, you know, so, and cool. Yeah. And Jamie, let's talk about that for a second. That final scene, right? With fucking Freddy's Club that comes up like like pretty much that's what everybody knows this movie for. That and like we said, the beginning because it's badass and shit like that. But you know what I noticed and I'm sure you guys noticed this as well. Is there anything that fucking pissed you off about that scene or you noticed that was very out of place? Uh, the horrible laughing. 
Yes, dude, that was not Freddy at all. No. Now, if if you want to tell me that's Kane Hodder's hand, I think that's cool. There's no way you can fucking tell it's Robert Englund or, or Kane Hodder. Like, I think it's awesome that it is Kane Hodder's hand. Great, fine, whatever. The fact that that laugh sounded nothing like him and bothered it's a new me. line. How could they not clear right. that? Right. How hard would it be to just pull six seconds of a laugh from any of the movies? Why are the, why was he dragged to hell by giant Muppet hands? Yeah, that was weird too. Yeah, that they were was like weird. they were like the rock biter from why? the never ending story. <laughs> I'm so tired. Apparently I takes used to place have in big strong hands. <laughs> oh my god. This movie <laughs> apparently takes place in two thousand and three. Well, God thank God we're past that. It they says the movie takes place in 2003. What? That doesn't I'm make any sense. Well, that means it's after Manhattan then. And it's... Well, because uh, if you... Okay. If you look at seven... Seven was supposed to be roughly ten years after six. Okay. Which... And um, that, and that's... I'm pulling that from... Corey Feldman said that in... the fuck does he know? Crystal, well, Crystal Lake Memories. It was actually well, we got to take that as gospel. Then when he was oh, when he narrator. was narrating, oh, okay. yeah, when he was narrating in Crystal Lake Memories, he said that that uh, Part Seven was roughly ten years after Part Six. Right. So then I guess this is, and then of course there's eight, and then there's this, which I still argue is like some weird alternate timeline. Right. Like, like I mean, right. I agree with Jerry on that. I don't. It just doesn't seem to fit. I mean, like he. What the hell happened from the time that he was a child in the sewer crawling out of a giant skull um, in the deleted scene to to now where he's got this meatball head? And I don't understand. I hate the way he looks in this movie so much. Oh, my God. And he's never unmasked in this movie, which never happened before. Give Kane Hodder the one luxury in all the other movies where he can take off the mask and breathe, and he doesn't get that at all in this movie. <laughs> hey, what about at the all? crawling demon deleted scene? Like, oh, where yeah. they, like... I don't know if y'all have seen that, but it's like this yeah. brown, rusted, fucking-looking demon thing that crawls out. Like, that was kind of badass. I was like, why didn't we just do this? Fuck it. Jason loses the Jason look and just becomes this demon, and it's like Jason slash Pumpkinhead for the rest of the movie. Right. right. I'd watch that. They might as well have done that. They, it it would have been something to look at. But, you know, it's weird. Like, we said these characters, the, the only personality any of them got was uh, the one guy who, who didn't want to bang with a rubber, and that was about as in-depth as we got with somebody. And then beyond that, it was this news reporter guy, because you're talking about the demon, and it all, it all that all comes to fruition because he tells some, one of his friends or whatever, which I guess he must be really good friends with this guy, that he would not rat him out. He tells somebody, for some reason... He dug up the the dead body of his wife's mother, Diana Voorhees, and then brought her to the house and threw her in a closet so that they could mysteriously find it. And then he goes, so I dug up her mother and then went home and fucked her daughter. Is this girl Ellie Grimbridge or something? Like, she got over this that quickly that she's fucking this guy after the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I think that's the first time we're all speechless during this show. Yeah, that pretty much is aligned with the whole movie, but yeah. 
So, I don't know. The the one cool scene, oh yeah, another good one is when the guy starts melting. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. That was cool. That, that well, was and this is K&B effects, though, and that's the thing, like, the effects are great, but you know what's weird, too? You take away that tent scene, which is obviously, like you said, like, by far the best notable, uh, you know, death sequence in the whole movie. Um, there's some really whack-ass kills, too. Like, oh, by the way, there's a lot of them, too. There's, like, over 20 kills in this movie. It's kind of crazy. I didn't even but, notice. Like, like what they, yeah, exactly. You don't notice it because one of them is, like, some dudes get, get gets fucking their head crushed in a window or something or a girl, I forget. Like, it's really quick, but, like, just smashed in the fucking thing real quick, and then it's a cutaway. And I understand that that's been, like, a, a staple of the series. You know, you do that quick cutaway or whatever, but these were just lame, like, little fucking shots of a head barely being crushed and then onto the next scene. Like, what was that? Okay, I'll try to remember a couple. So he breaks the inbred kid's arms, who's the son of that fucking obnoxious bitch who runs the burger joint. Awesome bone break, by the way. Yeah. Yep, that was good. And then he got the two-for-one burgers and stuff of Jason. Like, that's weird referential stuff is just strange to me still, but okay. Yeah, wait till 96 gets here, kids. We're not there. I know. I never understood the draw of the Jason burger because it's going to be covered up by condiments and vegetables and a bun. So what good is that? Right. Yeah, and you get two-for-one peeing scenes in this movie also because two girls go camping and they both pee. And it's just like, why was this even necessary? Why why is in every Friday the 13th movie they have to include some kind of bathroom scene? (laughs) Because then I got... Because then I got to think about people not wiping and why Why do I even need two girls peeing back to back? What does this say about the director that he wanted this scene in there? Well, I, I think I'll, that's not the scene we should be questioning of him that he wanted. I think we can get well, back to the, the shaving scene. In the second one. And, well, know. okay. How about when he does kill that, uh, you know, uh, too, a little too much for me lady running the burger place, uh, <laughs> large and in charge. Uh-oh. Punches her in the large, face. Large. Uh, yeah, he elbows her in the face or something, and her mouth is, like, up into her head. Right. Yeah, I didn't like that. I think it was funny when I first saw it, but now it just seems silly because that wouldn't actually... It's That's, like, something that would happen in a nightmare film, like something cartoonish. Or, like, a dead alive. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I, and this movie's supposed cartoonish. to be serious. Right, it's too cartoonish for a Friday the 13th film. Oh, please. I'm not thinking this is a Friday the 13th film. I'm fine with, with cartoonish in Friday the 13th. Uh, look at the face going through the side of an RV, pushing it out. But in this film, everything's supposed to be serious. Right. So I can't accept the fucking punched in face. Well, nothing about that... any of that area is serious. The the son, the the husband is surely not someone to be taken seriously. The whole thing, two for one, Jason Burgers. I mean, are you taking that seriously? And then the way she talks to everybody is just stupid. Like nothing about that whole that I think it, that that whole like segment of the movie is that seriousness is gone. So the diner the diner area is the cops from the last house on the left. Yeah, it's the non-serious section. Yeah. Okay. So if anything happens there, it's like oh well, they're at the diner. Well, I'll give the mirror scene a pass, and you can give that a pass. Well, how about like the Steve kills this news anchor guy, which is the husband. Of his ex-girlfriend or whatever, who he has a kid with, he runs him over, does this, that, the other thing. Now, you're thinking, this is fucking, now, shit just got real. You just killed my husband, dude. 
Um, and, you know, he, he had some odd behavior, but I think I, I kind of try to remember, and it wasn't enough for her to really understand until they got to the, to the jail and he had to shoot him. So now you really have to explain this very clearly to her, and he gives possibly the worst explanation of why he just killed her husband, and it was completely incoherent, made no sense. They don't explain shit in this movie. Right. And when they do explain it, it's I have to sit there and go, well, where did you get this information? They either don't explain it, or when they do explain it, I don't understand where they got the explanation from. Straight from their ass. Right, straight That's, from and, their And normally, asses, I'm dude. all about going straight for the ass. Normally, I'm on board. Let's do that. But this... I don't even want to go near that ass. I bet guy. Um, that guy was Bill Maher, right? <laughs> what guy? <laughs> the boyfriend. It definitely was. Oh no. <laughs> hey, what, what, what was the necessary? Why did this main girl? I suppose she's the main girl. Like that's the other thing. Like who the fuck is the leading lady here? It's a main couple. Yeah, it's a main bunch of people. Like there's no leading lady. She's she has like no screen time really to speak of. I, I I'm not sure. Are we supposed to think of her as the Laurie Strode here or something? But okay. Duke breaks out of jail and I guess goes to the burger place for whatever reason again. Finds the baby there. Thank God that the baby was there. And uh brings it to this Voorhees house. So, uh, for whatever reason, I, I, th- oh, the note, I guess, to lure her there, I guess. Steve's cop friend gets his head cut off <laughs> by Steve, because the, I guess the worm was in him, and then the worm goes in the basement and into Diana's dead body. The Necronomicon. I can't believe you're saying the stuff you're saying right now. Like, this is fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'm describing a Jason movie. If Dan, had not, if Dan had not seen this movie, he'd be going, dude, you're making this shit yeah, up. Stop fucking with me, dude. No, I've seen it and I still think that. Like, I could literally sit here and make up something else and it sounds <laughs> just the same. So Duke gets killed, so he's a real uh, Rob Dyer. And even gets killed in the basement, right? <laughs> yeah, he just jumps on Jason and then, eh, done. <laughs> like, like this ultimate badass that got arrested for talking shit about the sheriff's wife to the sheriff, right. just, eh, thrown away like a, like, like fucking Dan's future, just tossed off to the side. No one cares. There you go. See ya. <laughs> so yeah, they they have this whole like wild battle in the backyard. He th- throws them into like kids' play sets and stuff. Uh, so Jason's stabbed in the heart. The orange things go flying out in this terribly horrible, like low key extravagant ending. At no point when you're talking about a Jason movie should you have to say, and then the orange things. <laughs> yeah, fly out of his chest. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you mean blood drops? No. No, they're they're orange and they Fire. glow. They float, you know. They can they can dance around. It's like Mac and me, kind of. <laughs> so now that <laughs> it's just his mask laying on there, and this dog comes over and touches it. Like, how many takes till you think the dog touched it the right way? And why why did we need the first of all? Like, Jason went down like with his head just straight so only how did his mask come off to sit up that way and get pushed back up enough for the dog to come and touch it well especially when it was embedded in his face yeah right. that's like 
when he was getting pulled out, the the fucking uh, rock monster from fucking Return to Oz was like, "No, we don't want your mask. Don't bring that shit down here. Take off your clothes while you're at it, big boy." Like, what the fuck? Yeah, who this made is a bizarre fan fiction type of fucking deal, dude. Like, it literally it, does sound like, like fan fiction. Yeah, and and like Jamie said, I feel like this takes place in an alternate universe. That's what I was saying about Texas Chainsaw 3D too, where just some things just do not add up at all. That I swear, dude, it's like that fucking that Bizarro fucking Superman fucking and Superman what two three whatever it is where he's yeah. fucking making booze. Like, what is happening? Yeah. If, you, if you take every reference I've said during this show to another like movie or TV series. It literally, and you take how Alex is describing the plot, it sounds like fan fiction where someone was like, man, I can't right. wait to make Jason visit all these other worlds and I'm going to set it up with this movie. Right. 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 And, dude, and by comparison to <clears throat> Freddy versus Jason is like the fucking Citizen Kane of fucking... Okay, uh, well, let's not go that far. Let's... Compared Let's, to this, it is. No, Freddy vs. Jason was actually written by people who understand and give a shit about the characters, for one. Right. You know, yeah. I, I appreciate what they did. I I like that film. I think it was a decent balance between the two of them, and, and they kind of pulled together a good way to bring them to bring them together. I, w- I was actually very happy with that film. But you can tell that they know the films they know the characters to the it this film looks like the people who wrote it have never seen one of these films in their lives they're like the ronnie you of writers oh <laughs> shit <laughs> poor ronnie oh that was funny. i know more blood more blood <laughs> it's it's like uh the the writers who wrote sons of anarchy season seven wrote this movie oh no. whoa, whoa, whoa 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 no spoilers no spoilers I'm only in season four. Uh, yeah, it's it's just unbelievable. Adam Marcus, you got to stop defending this shit, dude. Just I think that's all he has in his career, though. Look at what he's done. He's done nothing. All he can do is keep his name uh, afloat by bringing up more buzz about fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. That's all he can that's do. That's all he can do. And <laughs> as you guys say that, I think to what Jamie said earlier, he's definitely gonna hear this. <laughs> Oh, he's going to Google this shit. I, I I expect him to show up in the middle of the night at my house and fucking kidnap me like some MIB shit. No, we're going to hear Adam Marcus killed himself in his uh, one-room apartment today. Don't kill yourself. Just admit you're wrong. <laughs> no, he, he can kill himself if he wants. Let's see. Director, six credits. Jason goes to hell. Let it snow. Conspiracy. Fitz and Slade. Secret Santa. And that's 2017. Well, you know, my first film was Someone in Hell. My next one should definitely be about snow. <laughs> and Santa. And Santa Claus. <laughs> Check this out. So, Jason Goes to Hell is 93. He didn't get work again for six years till 99. Then after that, nine years to 2008. Five years to 13. And four years later to 2017. That's how long it takes for... It's like, you know how, like, when celebrities do crazy shit and, like, people sort of... Like, uh, they just forget that, you know, uh... What's his name? Uh, Mel Gibson's a racist. Yeah. yeah. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger cheated on his wife or, you know, things like that. Christian Bale screamed at the guy. Right. Or, uh... The guy threw the phone at the face of the girl, the gladiator guy. What's his name? Russell Crowe. 
Yeah. Or or Dan Chase review of the stuff, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Like that's what he that's his career. It's all based on forgetting his last project. Cause enough time has gone by. So and it's funny, when I was actually typing his name into IMDB, I almost accidentally spelled it A D U M B Marcus. <laughs> like I literally think that's his name at this point. But, uh, yeah, he's an old dude now. He's not some young, spry kid who thinks he's hot shit anymore. Now he's, like, 45, and he just sucks at life. And if if this movie was good, don't you think that a lot, of would, a lot would come of it? Like, do you think it's just a weird coincidence you get no work after this? And, and, and here's the thing, too. Movies like this can get initially, you know, basically fucking exiled and, and fans are going to hate it forever. But, like, uh, you know, sometimes these movies age well, you know, and and, and over time people people look at dude. I know a lot of people who are coming down, coming, coming fucking, you know, across the fucking hating Christensen thing. Like, oh, maybe he wasn't too bad in those movies. Like, we kind of like him now. They're even talking about him being back. This movie will never reach that fucking level at all. Like, this will forever hold the title of the worst Friday the 13th movie. Don't you guys think, like, do you really think that they could ever come out with another movie that even comes close to as bad as this one was? No. No, no, because I guarantee you they would never do this again. Like, they would... If they're going to, anyone who makes a Friday the 13th film in the future will never attempt to stray from no. Jason. They won't they even when they did the remake, yeah. they 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 blended the first four films because they didn't want any part of it to be without Jason. They had to mash everything together so that they could make sure to get Jason in there because they know what the fans want, you know? So no one would be that stupid to do this again. Yeah. Right. They couldn't even do the remake with just the mom. Like that's straying enough at yeah. this point. Right. Even though it's actually technically not. You know they offered, yeah, they no. wanted Betsy Palmer to record uh, something for a dream sequence and she denied it. She was like, hell no. <laughs> what, in Freddy vs. Jason? No, in fucking Jason Goes to Hell. They were like, we want to do this oh. dream sequence throwback with you. And she was like, hell no. She said the same thing for Freddy vs. Jason too. Uh, yeah, she said no to that too. But she should have maybe done that one, but not this one. Uh even in part two, uh, Friday Thirteenth, she was willing to record that floating head thing in her garage with a bl- black background. But is that what she did? <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. No, that's oh, okay. A, that's an old banana laser joke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, here, yeah, she was like, she's not having it. She's like, yeah, I'm good, guys. Yeah. All right, you know, I'm I've been thinking about this, and as much as we've been laying all the blame at Marcus's feet, because he is the director and he did co-write the film there's that someone should have had the responsibility to step in front of him and go dude dude what are you doing new line they fucked up and they didn't so he was a young kid he was trying to make a difference he was trying to make a mark he was trying to do what he thought was good Honestly, I feel like he thought it was good for his career. He still thinks it's um, good. You know, I, I don't think he was really caring about... I don't think he cared about the series and what was good for the series. I think he was trying to do what was best for him. Exactly. I think he didn't want to be doing a Friday the 13th film. He wanted to do something different, but this is what he got a hold of, you know. But someone should have said, no, 
mm-hmm. you know, well, and no one did. So it's not, I mean, it, it, the I, I'll say the majority of the blame lays at his feet because that's what happens when you direct a film. You get, you get the good, you get the bad, you know, right. it's ultimately your fault. But someone else shares in that blame. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, at that time, New Line didn't give a fuck about the character either. I mean, he wasn't theirs. Freddie was theirs. Right. You know, they had no love. They had no loyalty for Jason. Yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, he was a rival to mm-hmm. right. their beloved character. I mean, it's the house that Freddie built. You know, it's not, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, the. I mean, the reason they only, uh, the only reason they even attempted to acquire him was because they wanted to do the mashup down the road. Right. And that was about as far as they gave a shit. So yeah, I mean, new line on the whole was just like, eh, we don't give a fuck. I mean, that's the impression I get anyway. No, you're right. The product that we get. And this wasn't a situation with studio interference at all. It was the opposite. It was, (laughs) they should have interfered. Right, I was just thinking about the early '90s too, um, with all the indie filmmakers. Like, I like it seemed like a lot of people were given giving them chances, or uh, indie filmmakers were just putting them out themselves. Like, you know, look at fucking Tarantino, Rodriguez, Kevin Smith. All those guys came out around that time, probably a little after this movie was made. Um, I I believe, but it just seems like everybody was giving indie filmmakers a chance at that time. Or at least that's how I think of it in my mind. Just just putting everything together. No, that's that's true, and they're doing it because it's happening right now again, right. where mm-hmm. we're giving more indie filmmakers a try, and some of them do really yeah. well, right. and some of them make Jason goes to hell. Exactly. Well, as we wrap this up, let's just talk about some of the movies that came out. We don't have to talk about them, but just to give you perspective. Needful Things, The Dark Half, Kronos, Leprechaun, Body Snatchers, Body Bags, Return of Living Dead Part 3, Warlock, The Armageddon, Body Melt, Ticks, Trauma, Carnosaur, Amityville, A New Generation. Jerry. Yeah. Man's <laughs> yeah, Best Friend. Son. Night Owl, Puppet Master 4. Uh, now I just got to name ones that you'll hear of. Yeah. Witchboard 2, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys, My Boyfriend's Back, Hocus Pocus, The Good Son. Uh, and something that looks like an alien ripoff. Like, really bad. Look at the cover of Dark Universe 93. It looks like a horrible alien ripoff. Yeah, and then this movie did not make anyone's best of for the '90s show. No, uh, Maniac Cop Three. Yeah, our '90s hey, show. '90s. That was just a shitty year in general. I right. mean, yikes! Whoa, whoa, whoa! We had the. I had Carnosaur as my number one pick, <laughs> and the Dark Half as my runner-up. I feel like I did fantastic. I'm not saying everything was shit, but I'm saying overall. That yeah. that list of titles, that list yeah. of titles is like some fucking B team. You hear that, it's Dan? The, it's the, great. It's the JV team of horror titles. <laughs> okay, Jamie, let me. I, I wasn't going to go to this last tier, but now I have to after what you said. Ready? Listen to these titles of 1993 okay. horror: Maniac Cop Three, Night Terrors, The Ornate Lock, The Untold Story, The Hidden Two, Psycho Cop Two, The Nostril Picker. What? <laughs> no, nope, you made that shit up. I did no, not. Man. Look it up. The nostril picker. Go ahead. <laughs> Little Devils, The Birth, and Legal Innocence. Wow. Legal Innocence. Wow. I like yeah. the sound of that. That sounds like a that sounds like a lifetime movie. 
It really or like one does. of those, like one of those Drew Barrymore sexy teen movies, you know, like Poison right. Ivy or whatever. <laughs> like Poison Ivy Seven, yeah. Why she is Drew Barrymore for sexy nineties t- teen movie. For Ooh. Poison Ivy, the movie Poison like, Ivy. Drew Barrymore is can be pretty at times, but I've never looked at her and been like, I'm about to sex this up. She was always the one who played like the little slutty teen who got her tits out. Well, her face has that baby fat on it. She did a lot of those movies. Damn I it. can't help but look at her and see her from E.T. So I'm just, yeah, I'll always oh, see that hot. baby face from Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, as a joke, we rated this. Uh, Dan and I gave it a 1 out of 10. And Mike <laughs> gave it a, a 4, I think. So, or a 2. So now, you know, we do our... Oh, we don't rate anymore. Never mind. So there's no reason to do that. But, um... Just know that we hate it, still. I would like to say I'll never watch this again. Uh, there's no redeemable quality that that is <laughs> worth re-watching. Like, even that kill, I don't know if I'll ever need to go to YouTube and type in Jason Goes to Hell camping tent kill or anything. The characters all suck. They're the most bland bunch of people you can ever hire. And the lighting sucks, the directing sucks, the writing is the worst I've ever seen. And nothing has changed. And Jason literally went to hell in this movie. That's that's all I have to say. Go ahead, for anybody else. I think it's hilarious that The Hidden 2 came out the same year. That, that cracks me up. Because um, you just named it on that list of titles that you were throwing out. Mm-hmm. Also, I even hate the poster for this movie. I hate those colors. To me, that is just the ugliest thing. Yeah, the silver mask. And the well, piece the, I don't, the fire. The, the mat, it's mainly the fire in the back. I, I just, I hate the color scheme of this pose. It's just ugly. Jamie, I don't like the penis snake. Jamie, want to know something? So when I was a kid, I had a Jason mask and, uh, and it was, it was, it was, um, it was silver. <laughs> And because I liked this poster as a kid, now I'm with you now. I, I don't. Like I liked it, it I as think. a kid too. I thought it looked cool. I spray painted it gold. <laughs> don't ask me why, because just because of the colors of the poster, I don't even think the fucking mask is gold in that. It's just you know with the fire behind it and all that. Oh, you blended spray- the two. Yeah. I know. I spray painted it gold. I still have pictures of it of, of me as a kid in a fucking Jason mask that sprayed gold. So there's that little tidbit. Aww, that's so cute though. <laughs> what did you make of this this snake of some kind coming through the mask? Did you think did you think oh that's the real Jason and he's just <laughs> in a body? You mean like before I saw the movie? Yeah. I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> it made no sense to me whatsoever. And um also I remember thinking that it was going to be in 3D from, really? from looking at the poster like I expected. Oh, yeah. I get that. Well, yeah, the last scene looks like it is in 3D. Like they shot right. it in 3D with the fireflies. Yeah, I think the I think the DVD cover was uh, was a was a hologram. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, lenticular. Yeah, you know, I feel like when Alex first saw this poster, he was like, "I seriously thought Jason's dick was a root, not a snake." <laughs> it looks like a dried up tree root. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say this though. I never thought I would ever get any kind of enjoyment out of this movie. <laughs> but I have to say, 
bullshitting with y'all and crafting some of the fucking craziest theories I've ever thought of to justify this movie right. has been a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Jay. That's what happens when you Not come you, Dan. Good show. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry about Jay well, and has Alex. Been, it has been fun having you here. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been something. Yeah, no, thanks yeah. for having me come on for Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> you, have, you take my idea, and then you have to have me on, and they're like, well, we'll bring him on again, but I'm going to make money off of it, so make him come back and watch Jason Goes to Hell. That'll be a good idea. Uh, I just need to do a podcast without Jerry Herring on it. It's like, what, three in a row now? This is fucking getting out of control. Uh, yeah, something like that. You really should uh, try to find some better people in your life. <laughs> I need to question my life decisions big time. Like, Alex does it on a weekly basis, right. but, I mean, you've met yeah, Alex, right? He's a glutton uh, for punishment, though. He really is. I agree. Yeah. He keeps, he keeps like, Jerry, come back home, married with children, make sure you got your Steve on, and he, like, is constantly pushing me to be more and more and more Steve-like. Well, because that's further from Jerry. Yeah, and then, I, <laughs> then I make uncomfortable jokes on the show that he has to edit out. I just sent you guys a picture. We should, like... Remember how we joked about um, that horrible Amityville horror movie and how we're, we're going to get into the lamp? We should all, like, get into these masks. Is this the new Chrome Skull movie that's coming out? <laughs> the new Blade Runner 3? Is that what this? <laughs> yeah, we should all get into these Chrome Jason masks and make like it's cool again. Hey, I'm going to put that on. I'm going to put on some Jinkos. We're going to go to the mall and fuck shit up. Fuck what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal Jerry V's fucking chain wallet. <laughs> yeah, because those are easy to steal because the whole reason of the chain wallet is to not steal them. <laughs> so that's it, guys. There you have it. We uh, came back. The skeleton crew came back with the help of Jerry Herring from Kill the Cast and Married with Children podcast. Thanks for the help. <laughs> we released... Thanks for going to hell, man. <laughs> hey, no problem. I'm glad you're going there with me. Hey, it's just a place we visit, Jerry. That's true. That's, uh, we go on vacation there. Make it down yes, it, it thank clicked. you. I'm glad you got that reference, sir. <laughs> yeah, guys. April 10th, 2012 is when we reviewed Jason Goes to Hell for the first time. Didn't give you a real review, so here we are. Uh, coming back in 2017, over five years later, to finish the job. We hope you liked it. <laughs> uh, we're winding down. A couple more things to go, and then we got two big shows. Of course, the last being our big goodbye show. So, uh, for all of us, this is Alex saying good night. And if you ever make out with a black man, make sure you shave first. Amen. Wait a second. Did y'all bring me on as the Michael J. replacement for this show? <laughs> Wait, you're just realizing this? This concludes our 12 days of Friday the 13th special. <laughs>